Welcome to Ghost Gaze, a hauntingly gay podcast. Hello, welcome back to Ghost Gaze. I'm Carson. And I'm Colleen. And today, well, today we are going <laughs> to review a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so time got a little kind of ahead of us, away from us. The holidays. Yeah, the holidays kind of got on top of us, so we, uh, yeah. not going to lie, fam, we forgot to plan something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny, though, because when I was editing our last episode, we totally was like, hey, we're going to do this next time, and then I took it out <laughs> because I was like, mm, that's not what we're doing. It was the Cecil Hotel, right? We were going to talk about the Cecil Hotel? Cecil Hotel? The Cecil Hotel. <laughs> We'll do yes. that next week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I will continue to call it the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> incessantly. <laughs> incessantly, yes. Okay, so what movie are we talking about, Carson? It's called The Clove Hitch Killer, right? The Clove Hitch yes. Killer? The Clove Hitch Killer. It's a little yes. different than the other movies that we've reviewed because it's about a serial killer and not ghosts or demons. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally creepy, all the same. Um, yeah, a nice like little my break. My first time. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh no, you're good. <laughs> my first time seeing Dylan McDermott. Is that his last name? The guy yes. from Will and Grace, right? Yes. <laughs> from Will and Grace, what? <laughs> Isn't that who it is? He's no. from Will and Grace. <laughs> no, no. Wait. Hold That's on. That's a different McDermott. That's a different McDermott. Eric McCormick. Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh my Why God. did I think that that was him? Do you, I was like, yep. And then I was like, wait, no. <laughs> um, Dylan McDermott from you may know him from the first season of American Horror Story. Eric McCormick. Yeah, yeah. No, we got there. We got it now. Hold on. How did I get this <laughs> so fucked up in my brain? <laughs> That's funny. Hold on. I'm gonna scream. I really thought this whole time. I thought that it was like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Anyways, not the dude from okay. Will and Grace. Make sure you cut that out. I make enough of no. a fool of myself. <laughs> this is no, like we believe that. Watching in. Scream Queens with uh, Sarah and Danielle, and towards the end of the first season, I was like, looked up at the TV and I said, "Hey, that guy kind of looks like Nick Jonas." No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am the dumbest baby alive. <laughs> That's okay. I love you. We all have our moments. Sorry, Dylan McDermott, for thinking that you were Eric McCormick. And Eric McCormick, yeah. sorry, I thought you were a serial killer. Right. He might be. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't exactly surprised, but I did think it was him, so. Mm-hmm. That's very true. <laughs> um, I wrote a summary. Of this movie, very high at the repair shop. I love that. Getting movie. my car fixed. Yeah, it was great. Um, do you want me to read it? Yeah. Um, okay. 
So this is the basic plot for this movie from what I can remember. Mind you, very high. Okay. So <laughs> six, <laughs> 16-year-old Tyler Burnside is an all-American boy, Boy Scouts, church-going Christian, all that basic-ass shit. He lived a pretty normal life with his mother, father, and his little sister. I don't remember her name because she wasn't important. <laughs> Until he meets a queen, Cassie, who helps him understand and put together the clues that Tyler's Dilfy daddy, Don, might actually be the Clovehitch killer. <laughs> the Dilfy daddy, Don. Yeah. I hate that you called him that, and I hate that I also call him daddy a lot in the notes that I have about the movie. Do you really? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Anyway, Dilfy Daddy Don might actually be the Clovehitch killer who killed at least ten people ten years prior. Through their search, like, Don oh. tries to. Huh? Oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Through their search. Don tries to convince Tyler his brother Rudy was actually the killer and Dilfy Daddy was trying to cover for him, as Rudy is unable to speak or move due to a car crash that happened right after the killing stopped. As killers do, he's struck again and we find the Dilfy Daddy stalking a woman, scouting her house and making plans to murder her once more. But, aha! Tyler and Cassie are onto him before Dilfy Daddy is able to fully commit the crime he longs to do. Tyler... And Cassie stop him. Then Tyler and Cassie kill Dilfy Daddy before he killed them for figuring out his plan. And Tyler and Cassie are able to keep their secret and let the public think Dilfy Daddy killed himself in the woods. The end. Uh, you know, a spoiler alert for some of our listeners might have been nice. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said they should honestly know us by now. Yeah. Spoilers, you know. So there's the uh, summary of the Clove Hitch Killer. That was a great summary, honestly. I think your summary and my notes align hand in hand. Um, <laughs> I would like to point out that, like, I was also very high when I was watching this movie, and Good. like, and you can tell too because, like, I keep getting sidetracked in the notes. Of course, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and then, like, I had timestamps going on my notes until about 35 minutes into the movie. And then I <laughs> <laughs> there's no timestamps until an hour into the movie. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> um, really shows you how invested I got in the plot, honestly. Right, I get that. It's a good. Um, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. Um, so my first thought, and this is going to get, like, worse, especially since we've already exposed me for not being able to recognize people's faces. Yes. But, um, the movie opened with, like, the shot of the dad's back, right? Mm-hmm. And I, honest to God, I thought it was Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> my God, can you imagine if Bob was Saget like, was in this movie? Like, can you imagine if Bob Saget was playing the Clove Hitch Killer? Oh, God. He's so bad. Um, so, that was my first thought that I had to get out of the way immediately. And then my second thought was obviously that I've never once in my entire life trusted an adult Boy Scout leader. No? 
No, I've never trusted any sort of like male figure in the the Boy Scout arena that's like a leader Ooh. in the Boy Scouts because gross. <laughs> <laughs> Alex was a Boy Scout. Yeah, and his dad was a leader. His... Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. There's one. There's one you can trust. You can trust Alex's dad. He's cool. I figure. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready to hear my like all of my manic little thoughts about this wonderful movie? Mhm. So um, I was really concerned about the turtle. Me too. I thought that he was just gonna run right over the turtle at the beginning of the movie, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, oh, but, he's gonna um, make turtle soup. <laughs> Ew gross uh i'm glad that it was not the turtle um i also think yeah. it was really really funny how quickly things escalated with that picture in the truck that like his little girlfriend thing at the beginning of the movie found that was weird like, okay it's obviously his dad's truck like he's clearly not old enough to ha- own a truck of his own like she immediately assumed it was his and then told everybody and they just like fucking shunned him Hold on one second. Moral of the story is that I hated his friend Billy and his stupid, like, Justin <laughs> Timberlake early 2000s ramen noodle hair. I know. Um, I like his, 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 his church kids are fucking assholes, and I will say, yes, they are. This movie yep. did a great job of representing that. You're good. When I was a little kid. Uh, I used to go to church with my parents a lot, and there was this girl who went to the same school as we did, and I saw her, I, I, I saw her on Friday, and I was like, hey, we were in, like, first, second grade or something like that, and I was like, are you going yeah. to church on Sunday? And her friend looks at her and goes, no, she would never go to church where you go. She only goes to a church for girls. And I was like, first of all, that's not a thing. Second of all, we go to the same church. And she's like, no, I'm a Christian, and we Christians only have church with girls. And I was like, why is this bitch being so fucking mean? What in the hell? I hate church children. Sorry if you're religious. <laughs> I'm not trying to offend anybody at all. But y'all are mean. I also want to point out that the, the teenager infuriated me the whole movie. The lead boy? Yes, the son pissed me off yeah. so much. Like, he kept stumbling upon all of this, like concrete evidence that his dad was a serial killer and was like well i don't know he's like my daddy's a good man i I was like it's your dad so anyways yeah it made me really upset that he like kept finding these boxes of evidence and would just like Mm -hmm. ignore it or turn like he let his serial killer father burn all of the ids of the women that he murdered that he kept the souvenirs because he just like took it at face value when his dad was like, oh, well, I'm not the serial killer. It's your disabled uncle that's the serial killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was... I was like, wow, this kid is dumb. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he was smart enough to figure out that scheme at the end of the movie. I don't think he did. I think Cassie did. Yeah, that's true. She seems pretty smart. Mm-hmm. That was one of my biggest takeaways, was how stupid the teenager son was because like what the fuck yeah and then he um was just like the other thing was the first box of evidence that they found he took cassie back to go look at it right and then was 
shocked when it was gone, even though his dad totally knew that he was in his shed. Yeah, and you and his dad had like you clearly could tell the dad had like the zero on top as a way of knowing if someone was in there or not. And right. clearly the son had no idea. And I was like, how dumb are you? You like, okay, from all of my years of sleuthing, the one thing I know is that if something is one way, you make sure it looks the exact same way when you're done. All of your years of sleuthing. Yeah, I was a troubled teen. <laughs> I knew everything. Oh, I also thought it was I thought it was really funny that like the scene of him of them like burning those IDs together. Literally the next scene opens with him teaching knots in their Boy Scouts troop. Like Oh I know. That was so funny. I'm like, what the fuck, my guy? How much more evidence that you're like, I'm sorry, your dad is a serial killer. But turn him into the fucking cops. You know? He done yeah. murdered some people. I do have to ask, what was your favorite part of the whole movie? My favorite part of the entire movie? Mm-hmm. I think it's when um, Tyler is talking to Cassie out in, like, the hallway of, like, the Boy Scouts room. And uh, is his name Billy? Is that this kid's name? Yeah. Um, he, like, comes up and he's like, this is immoral. You're going to, or you're, uh, you're going to hell oh and God, Cassie's like. Light? Yes, I love that. And, but, but then Cassie is like, come out of the closet already. And I was like, oh, yeah. There's always the one closeted gay Christian. And I was like, oh, I love they put that in there. I thought it was just really funny. And then they got in a fight about it. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'll send you a screenshot of my notes. I made a very special note to um put that as my favorite top moment of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I have a close second, though, which is the, uh, the, the scene where he goes into the lady's house and is just like, Oh no, 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 don't worry. I just robbed a bank. I'm not gonna hurt you. And I was like, ooh, okay. It was it's kind of just like threw me through a loop and I did not know he was gonna do that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I also put that down with I thought that it was like a it sounds so weird to say out loud, but like it's an extremely clever ruse to like basically yeah. get somebody to incapacitate themselves for you to murder them. Yes, exactly. And I was like, Oh I was like, this is how he's getting away with it because he's not touching anything. They're doing right. I I thought that part was so cool. Not like cool, but I mean, like I said, it's weird to say, but it's very clever and very interesting. The the switch. That was my close second favorite scene. Don't don't do this. People. (laughs) Listeners, don't don't murder. (laughs) Don't murder. Don't don't break into somebody's house and pretend to be a bank robber only to convince themselves to tie themselves up just for you to murder them. Yeah. Oh, I found out that actress who um, does that whole entire thing, she was uncredited the entire time. And I was like, she's in a, a chunk of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she doesn't have an act. She doesn't speak, but she's on camera a lot. And that's kind of like a big role for someone who's uncredited in a movie. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, I hope you yeah, paid her well or something. Her. Uh-huh. Her character name was Woman in Supermarket. And I was like, huh. Weird. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just a little fun fact I'd throw in there. Oh, that's fun. But, like, that does suck for that actress. I know. It's still on her IMDb page, though. I did look it up. So I was like, she has to at least get some credit for this. 
Right. And she did. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> another funny thing that I wanted to point out um, was the the scene at the end where like his, he and his son are facing off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and his son has got like the shotgun and everything. And oh, then yeah. he pulls out the ultimate dad line and he just goes, I'm not mad. I am just disappointed. Oh, oh I know. That one pissed me <laughs> off. I was like, no. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, you just spent the last 20 minutes gaslighting your son after he found you in a room with an almost dead woman. Mm-hmm. And you're what still trying to convince him that you're not a serial killer? He's a pretty smart serial killer, to be honest. I know. You trying. I just, I also don't know if I would make the same choice that his son did at the end. Because, like, yeah. yes, technically the families all got justice because the killer was dead. But they, like, mm-hmm. they never knew who did it. And his mother exactly. is always going to remember his father as, like, this righteous man who was just troubled. Yeah, that's that was kind of crazy because I was like, okay, that's one way to do this. Um, but I, I I assumed they were gonna like turn him in or something. But I she I know Cassie are probably did a bunch of damage already to his skull and brain to that point. I mean, not that it justifies it, but they were probably like, well, we might as well just kill him. I mean. If two teenagers called the police and were like, hey, uh, we found the Clovage killer. He's a little messed up, but, like, we got him. Right. I think they would be more happy with the fact that they got the Clovage killer than what condition he was found in. Especially if they, like, if it was self-defense, which it was. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It totally was. But I wonder if their their thought to do that was like, well, we don't really have any really hard-hitting evidence anymore because <laughs> Daddy burned it all. That's true. Probably the most they'd be able to get him on is attacking just that one woman. Yeah. Oh, and even then, I, just... I guess the father had such like an upstanding um, relationship in the community that he could have just passed it off as his son being like... vindictive or crazy or something yeah especially like he totally could have done that because like that that one girl in the beginning was just like you're a perv this is your truck and you have bondage porn you're a pervert oh my god (laughs) that was ridiculous that's christian kids for you yeah that's true oh so the actress who plays the uncredited woman her name is leah hutton Basemore. I think that's how you say her last name. Basemore? Basemore? Yeah, I, I friended her on um, Instagram. I want to see if she accepts it. Oh. Exciting. Yeah. Um, my last note that I have is uh, the kids are all right after all because I was like, at first I was really excited that they took him out and then I thought about yeah. it for a second and I was like, oh, that's not actually that great of a way to deal with your trauma and emotions, my guys. I know. The scene at the end where he's, like, giving the speech at, I guess, the funeral? Or memorial service or something? Mm. Um, or oh, it's like his, where, um, Sorry, it's like his, um, 
Boy Scout, like, he's Christian Sash, like, Guide to Life or Guide to Light. Something. Ascension, whatever the fuck they called it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. And he says, I love you to, your, to his dad at that point. He's already killed somebody. Could he be the next Clovehitch killer? I mean, I see where you're coming from with that, but, like, I don't mm-hmm. think so. No. I think the trauma of what happened with his dad would have really put him on, like, the right path. He would have known oh, exactly okay. where not to go wrong. It didn't, like, break him and make him go bad. Right. Because I was a little shocked at the end when he, like, took the gun to his dad's head. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I was oh. That's, that's why I came to that conclusion. Like, oh, maybe. No, I think it's just, like, what you said, where, um. They had, like, such little evidence, and his dad had such a high standing in the community that he might have been able to, like, Mm -hmm. somehow squeeze his way out of even being found with the woman like that, so. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah. I think that his son, ultimately, to protect his, or what he thought was protecting his mother and sister, and also bringing, like, justice and peace to the victims that his father killed, you know? Yeah. So the name of the dad in the movie... Is Don Burnside, right? Yes. Uh, a little known fact about the movie is that it was sort of kindly, loosely based around Dennis Rader. They took a lot of inspiration from the fact that, like, they both, both of the, like, male murderers uh, dressed up in, like, the, the women's drag and the wig and took photographs of themselves as, like, a way to appease their cravings, kind of. Okay, that's what I figured a- he was doing. Yeah, he was trying to, or at least the way that they portrayed it in the movie is that he was trying to, like, curb his craving to actually yeah. murder these women. He wanted, like, the bondage porn back, but it didn't look the same because it wasn't a real woman type of thing. Yeah, he had, like, a panic attack freakout thing on the bed. Yeah, that was f- freaky. Yeah, it was disturbing. <laughs> My note about that in the movie is, whoa, dude, it is not that deep. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? You want to murder, but please just chill. <laughs> the other like bits and pieces of inspiration that they took from Dennis Rader's life were that like he was also a Cub Scout leader, mm-hmm. and he was also a like well-standing man in his community. Before everybody found out what had happened, he was like that guy, you know, where like they found out and <laughs> people were kind of like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like what the fuck? You said who murdered these people? And he was also, like, very high up in the church, too. Like, he went to church every Sunday. He took his kids. He took his wife. He took his whole damn family. Plus the bondage porn. Plus the bondage porn, yeah. Plus the bondage porn. Like, all of these oh. things. A direct mirror of Dennis Rader. Yes. Um, real quick. I forgot huh. one other thing that we're going to... I forgot one other thing that we're going to do during this podcast. And I'm sending it to you right now. We're taking a party quiz? Yes, on BuzzFeed, uh, after we're done reviewing this. So what are your um, other thoughts on the movie? <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Um, it's definitely not one that I would have turned on myself. So uh, uh, thankfully, you were like, let's do this movie. I was like, okay. So that was really fun. It was a, it was a nice surprise. It was actually pretty good. Because um, sometimes I'm very picky about my movies. 
and what I want to watch because it has to really draw me in or otherwise I'll get bored because I have ADHD. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. I, um, ooh, uh, I'm going to rate it on one to five uh, clove hitch knots. <laughs> what? Um, uh, we're going to rate it on a scale of, of one to five. Uh, clove hitch knots? Yeah. I hate you. I give this... <laughs> A 4.5 clove hitch knot <laughs> out of five. I would say I give it um, a four because Billy pissed me off so much. That's fair. That's the reason I didn't give it a five. It's because he was really annoying I'll and also, unnecessary. I, I want to take a second back, though, to go back to the slap mm-hmm. bite that we were talking about. Oh, my God, I that slap bite. I positively screamed when he looked right at Cassie and was like, F you, slut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> word for word. It's not fuck you. F, F you, slut. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Like, what a Christian boy thing yes. to say to somebody. They'll, they'll call you a slut, but they won't say fuck, and I think it's really funny. I know. <laughs> oh, anyways. I, so yeah, yeah what I would your... give it a four clove hitch knots. Is this our like our rating? Okay. Are we gonna use clove hitch knots to rate all of the movies now? No, I just thought it was on brand for this one. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, next one we can rate it like if it's a if it's a ghost or something we could give it like out of five poltergeists or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> five ghouls. Yes. Um. Yeah, so what are your final thoughts on this movie? No, I thought it was pretty good. I, I was really, really surprised at the very end when um, it looks like he's, like, going to get away with another murder, and then his son just shows up. Yeah. Uh, I like how they went back in time and kind of, like, showed us the decision how it happened. Into that. Yeah, because last we saw, he got on a bus to go to, like, leadership camp or something, and... um. Next thing we see is him at the bedroom door with a gun pointing at his dad. It was nuts. Absolutely insane. All right, should we take this no. quiz? Yes. All right. All so right. we are now going to take a little a little quiz called Everyone Has a Horror Movie Villain Who Matches Their Personality. Play in a spooky movie marathon to reveal yours. Okay, Colleen. Firstly, what time is the marathon starting? And we got sunrise, sunset, midnight, or 3.33 a.m. Ooh, that last one is spooky. That's the demon hour. Mm. Um, but I'm, if we're going to start a marathon, we're starting it at sunset. Because, like, I am a sleepy bitch. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll do sunset, too. I think that's a good one. Um, all right. Pick the perfect fall snack. Caramel Ooh. apple. Pumpkin pie, Halloween candy, or an apple cider donut. Ooh. Ooh, I kind of want that apple cider donut. Oh, you get that donut, baby. I'm going to go with caramel mm-hmm. apples because it has been a mm-hmm. minute since I've had some. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So, who's invited? Family? Friends? My significant other? Me, myself, and I. Well, friends. If we're doing it, friends. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm your wife. <laughs> well, that's right, honey. 
<laughs> that was the most awkward way you could have said that. <laughs> Honey. Honey. The gayest way you could have said that word to me. Mm, that's very true. Right. Okay. <laughs> did right, you friends. choose? Yeah, I did, friends. Yes. Um, which movie is first on the agenda? A Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, It 2017, or Scream? Ooh. So I'm going to say Scream because it's one of my favorites of all time, but I'm also going to list these in order of my favorites. Are you ready? Ooh, yeah. So if I was going to do all of these like in order Mm -hmm. for my marathon, right, I would do Scream. I think I would do It, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Child's Play. Ooh, that's a good choice. I think mine would start with It. Because I love I love that movie. I think it's a good starter. And then I would go Scream, Child's Play, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So I did it. Okay. Time for another flick. Poltergeist, The Shining, Saw, or The Conjuring. Ooh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I'm going to do Saw next because it's kind of a, it's a, it's horror, but it's a different type of horror, kind of total opposite from like It. You're right. It is a little bit different than It. Um, uh, Again, I see one of my all-time favorite horror movies on here, which is The Shining. So I think I have to go with The Shining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great choice. That was my second choice. Hmm. Okay. All right. Which of these which of these movies is calling your name? Alien, Carrie, Friday the 13th or Psycho? So I think I know what you're going to pick. Ooh, what do you think I was going to pick? Tell me. I think you're going to go with Carrie. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I love Carrie. <laughs> I know you do. Me too though, so it's okay. Oh good. Okay, okay. Did you pick Carrie too? I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one just says, choose a movie, The Lost Boys, Us, A Quiet Place, or Midsummer. I don't know what The Lost Boys is. It's a vampire movie. Oh, oh yeah, you know, okay. What's funny, actually, is um Edward Herman, who's he plays Richard in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. He's in The Lost Boys. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, we should watch oh, that yeah. sometime and do, give it a review. Ooh. I think you would like it. I do too. That'd be a great one. Um, you know what? I'm gonna pick Midsummer because I really like that movie. Me too. Oh my god, it's like we're the same person. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, well, I already know what to pick you for the next one. But finally, pick a <laughs> not so scary movie to end the night. And the <laughs> choices are Hocus Pocus, Ghostbusters, The Nightmare Before Christmas, or The Adams Family. Well, you're obviously and... choosing The Adams Family because that's your favorite, right? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I've never heard you sound so offended before in your entire life. No. No. Um, it is Hocus Pocus. I knew that, yes. What are of you picking? Of course I knew that. You talk about that almost <laughs> every episode. I watch it every, almost every week. I no. know. It's a great movie. Thank you, Disney+. Plus. They are not sponsored. Okay. Um, so what did you pick? 
I think I will go with Ghostbusters. Good idea. <laughs> All right, are you done? <laughs> yes. There we go. Cool. Um, done with quiz. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Colleen, you got Freddy Krueger. Says you are most like Freddy Krueger. One of your greatest traits is that you always tell everyone to follow their dreams. When you're not inspiring people to be their best selves, you're per- perfecting your wardrobe. Who doesn't need more stripes? <laughs> but if one thing is for certain, you're always looking sharp. I mean, that is true about you. You are always looking sharp. I'm surprised I left uh, out the, you know, stabbing and clawing people to death part, but you know. Yeah. Um, and who did I get? Ooh. I got Pennywise. Yeah, you did. It says, yes, you're most like Pennywise. There's nothing you love more than clowning around or hanging out under sewers. Everyone knows you'll always greet them with a smile or a balloon or two. Never a balloon, but yes, a smile. Carson, if you show up at my apartment with a red balloon, I'm going to drop kick you in the throat. Uh, well, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be extremely impressive if you, like, showed up tomorrow with a red balloon. And, like, I'd be grateful to see yeah. you, but um, so I will dropkick you in the throat. I get that. I would sometimes it's thing. just got to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. I think that is everything. If you want to follow us on Instagram, follow us at Ghost Gaze Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at Ghost underscore gaze and if you have a scary story send it to us at ghostgazepodcast at gmail.com real quick whoever is listening in hawaii let us know who you are because i think you're the only person who listens in hawaii and i think it's really cool um (laughs) so reach out please i do i want to come to hawaii (laughs) that's why that's not the the reason reason i want to be (laughs) right but just, just let us know who you are. I think it's really cool. Anyway, okay. Anyway. Go ahead, Colleen. <laughs> All right, friends. Join us next week as we finally manage to pull our shit together long enough to talk about the Cecil Hotel and all of the creepy wonders. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's still me. Fuck. <laughs> all right, friends. Stay safe. Stay spooky out there. And if you see a ghost, who are you going to call? The ghost gaze. We did it. Carson's back, but I'm just dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Colleen. Yes, Carson. This is the part where I start to lose my train of thought.